Hi, this is G. Craig Lewis here with EX Ministries on our official XCast, our podcast. We've got some things that we're wanting to cover here today, and uh, I believe they're very important to the body of Christ. I believe that this is something that needs to be dealt with immediately, and I have a brother here that's going to deal with this information with me. This is uh, a good friend of mine, Brother Wendell Mosley. How you doing, Wendell? Hey, man, I'm good. I'm good. Full of turkey, man, but that's... <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving. I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, man, we did. We did. Th- this this topic is about to mess it up, but this is something that just needs to be dealt with, man. The world is going crazy, as we know. The world is going to hell, as we know, because the world doesn't know Christ. So that's the way they're supposed to be. But man, when yeah. the when the church starts going to hell, then that's when we know we got a problem. And it's not the church that that Jesus is the. Uh, uh, husbandmen of and that is his bride but it's this pseudo Christianity thing that is moving and sweeping through the body of Christ that we want to deal with today And but TBN aired a program uh, I guess uh, a special program and they had all secular artists performing on this program now Bishop George Bloomer who I guess has a reputation for casting out devils was hosting this event and this particular event had Kelly Price, Patty LaBelle, who else was on there? Uh, I think it's a guy by the name of um, uh, Bobby Jones, uh, Angie Stone, Lee Ryan, David Hollister. But but these guys were supposedly on this show and supposed to be ministering the gospel, but all of them, with the exception of Bobby Jones, are well-known secular performers. Now... From your perspective, Wendell, and I got my perspective on it, and I'll voice that in just a second. But from your perspective, I mean, when I when I called you and told you to view this on the website, I mean, what what was going through your head as you were watching this? Well, I mean, when I watched it at first, I I, I looked at it. I guess I was looking at it from from a carnal standpoint, and I was like, oh, here they go again. Uh, you know, they they out here, you know, performing and and and, and trying to to further merge the music. And I didn't have a true perspective on it until the Lord here recently brought me through something. And uh, to be honest with you, and looking back on it now, the entire event, which if you go to TBN's website and you look through the directory of past events, they don't have a, a title on it. You don't know what to call it. But I call it the official transfer of the black worship or gospel music over to the industry. And the, the reason why I call it this is because the event had the, the ultimate act. And ultimate act, as we know, um, um, done by, by Lucifer from the beginning of the time is pride. Uh, Lucifer was created a, a, a worship being for God only to worship and, and to lead worship amongst the angelic hosts. And that's what he was supposed to do forever and ever and ever. Turn to pride. Pride led to the fall. And um, the reason why I know, man, is because a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, one of our good friends, uh, Ronnie Long, man, was, had prayed for me. Because, man, I was, I was really struggling. And I didn't know why I was struggling. It, it gotten to where it was... It, it was manifesting in my physical performance. I mean, I was just feeling bad. I was just kind of whatever. And, um, man, one night the Lord allowed the deliverance, man. It, it, it kind of happened automatically where it, where it happened uh, in a dream. I, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what, what was that? Uh, what, what, what was that? 
I mean, I never experienced anything like that. Either I'm going crazy or you did something. And the Lord led me, he said, look, I delivered you from the pride of life. And I'm like, what is that? What is that? And uh, the Lord said, that's separation from me. And when you look at First John 2 and 16, it says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of this world. And that, that's, that's what I saw. Everybody that was on stage, Doc, everybody on stage got that stronghold. And, and basically what, what the pride of life says that I'm going to lift up myself. I deserve it. I need it. I want it. I was denied it. So, you know, I'm going to take the NAACP approach and I'm going to go back and get mine or whatever. But it, it, everybody on the stage, dude, had that ultimate act of turning away through pride from, from the authority of God. Yeah. That's what I saw. And, 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 and I saw that, too, and I've been seeing it for a while because I believe the the big push in the black church has been the pride of life because I believe the people that are responsible for leading the body of Christ into this are people that are very proudful. I mean, you're talking, you know, Bishop T.D. Jakes, who, you know, says on various occasions that, you know, he's the best preacher and people want to be like him, but there's only one T.D. Jakes. And he even went to a church and a lot of my friends were there and he said, you know, y'all been preaching my sermons and y'all owe me offering for preaching my sermons and I've heard him say I'm a bad man ain't nobody badder than me can't nobody do you know and so at that whole prideful thing yeah. of, of of boastfulness that he Eddie Long especially Jamal Bryan who preached black man you know he got it on a t-shirt preach black man selling it marketing that's his slogan telling everybody you know when he preaches the whole audience yells preach black man so I think the pride of life uh, that you're talking about which you know we gonna deal with in our part four uh Trooper hip hop going all the way back to Egypt and Pharaoh and all of that. But yeah. I believe that has entered and crept into our church, and now it's given a platform to these secular artists. See, there was a day, Wendell, when uh, Kelly Price and Patti LaBelle and these people would have never gotten on Christian television and right. and said, well, they wouldn't have got on there anyway. But, you know, because there would have been some discernment and some Holy Ghost that they would have had to battle to get on there. But now, of course, since it's run by homosexuals, nobody, you know, is going to stop them. But there was a day when at least they would have said, you know, okay, if I'm going to be on here, then I got to either say goodbye to the secular music, the clubs, the nasty music I'm singing about, you know, all those things before I make a commitment to get on this gospel program because I don't want the people to see me lukewarm, living both sides of the fence, straddling the fence or whatever. So there was a day when they would have either cleaned themselves up and gone all the way gospel or held on to the secular. But all. But they stated on this particular TBN show, we are yeah. not going to stop doing our yeah. secular music. Yeah, that's that, that's what Pat LaBelle said, you know, straight out the gate. She said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm doing this, this gospel album, but I'm still going to continue to do secular. And then, um, you know, uh, Andy Stone came out. No, oh, uh, uh, singing, <laughs> singing My Sunshine Has Come. You know, and then, uh, you know, uh, Kelly Price comes out, and, and, and she, man, she probably had it the worst because I could see the pride of life in her, in her. I could see it. I mean, some kind of way God has lifted back the veil a little bit and let me see what I used to look like, you know, in, 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 in a certain situation. And, man, 
you know, they out there singing love and happiness. I mean, they singing the tagline, love and happiness. And then she said, get with it. I mean, it's ultimate disrespect. It's, it's, it's ultimate disrespect, um, you know, not only to the church, man, but, but just to turn over and say, hey, God, I'm going to offer you this now. Now, here's what I'm doing. And, man, you know, it, God let me see that the artists have this uh, familiar process, man, that's kind of, you know, it, I, I could say in, in the natural, it, it, it works. But in the, in the secular industry, it's this act of signing over to the industry that's almost an act of worship. And, you know, if you sign in with the industry, man, with the secular industry, you might as well say that you sign in with the devil. I mean, you just got to say it. Hmm. And the, the whole process is what God showed me. He said, look, when they actually sign that deal, that's an act of worship that says, look, I am now going to go out and to teach and preach and sow into the minds of people the things of the world. So they go out and they work and they get followers. And then what do they, what do they get because of that? They get paid. Now, what God says, look at it from a spiritual standpoint. And he says the perverseness of the industry has tapped into a familiarity that they have with the devil. They go out and they work, they get followers, they get paid. Now, once their career comes to a culmination in, in that industry, and you know, most of the people we saw on stage with the except of Lee Ryan, and you know, Lee Ryan was just, he was just looking for a record deal. Basically, I mean, he, he wouldn't say, he just looked for somebody to, 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 to pump his music through the channel. Right, right. So, so, so the perverseness of the industry, man, has tapped into a familiarity, familiarity that all of us know and that they formerly had with the devil. So you come over to Christian music, you sign a deal, you go out and you get work, you get followers, and they expect, they expect to get paid from God. Now, if you don't think that that's true, Kelly Price was on was on the stage singing a song during that TBN special. And the lyrics said that she gave her body away, which means that she sold her soul basically to the to the to the industry, to the devil. And she's trying to get it back. Now what I song mean, what, wait, what, what song was this that she sung? This, this, this is the very first one. She said, I, I need healing for my soul. Without That was a song. And she said she gave her body and soul? The, the, the hook to that thing um, was, it said, I gave my body and my soul away. That's right. Wow. And so, back, yeah. so what are they doing on TBN? I mean, what, I mean, because, I, you know, I, I, I know that they do a lot of this kind of thing. But how did it end up on TBN? I mean, wasn't I mean, and 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 ultimately, why isn't anybody saying anything about it? Well, I, I, first, let me answer that second question. I, I think there's only a, a few people who can really pick up on it, man. And I think um, those people who are really fighting the good fight of faith and have really transferred over into the work of God. I think you'll be able to see it, and in some way, if you if you if you're in some type of spiritual battle, you will be able to look at that, and you will be able to see what's going on. But see, most of the people in the audience can't see beyond the veil. I mean, all they want to hear is some some familiar tune that they can pick up with or identify with. Just like when when she got on stage and was singing a song about the you know the love and happiness. You know, I mean, the crowd went crazy because that's that's what the people 
in the crowd. That's what they're seeing. So I would say that if, if, you, if you looked at that event and you couldn't see what was going on, then you're not trying to decide a faith. Mm-hmm. You can't be. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the second aside is you say, well, how, how did they, how did they wind up on, on, uh, on TVN? Well, you know, God dealt with me that, with that as well. He said, look, look, look at what Paul and Jan have allowed to happen. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they're promoting the disposal of God's worship music from black people, but some kind of way this event slipped through the cracks. Some kind of way this event was allowed to not only be developed, but to be aired. And, and Paul had to have known this was happening. So I would have to say that since this is the official transfer, then TBN is responsible, just like a lot of people are responsible for letting the, you know, the, the truth behind hip hop in to be recorded and distributed nationwide. You know, they're responsible for the end of gospel music as we know it. And, and you know, one thing I wanted to say about that, you know, because I've talked about it, you know, because you, you had T.D. Jakes who brought Patti LaBelle into the whole church circuit, had her at his church singing secular music. Now she's traveling on tour with, I guess, all of his friends with big churches have invited her. Now she's on tour doing something called doing a concert tour called the gospel according to patty where she's doing gospel stuff and then doing secular stuff then you had juanita bynum who brought uh kelly price on the tbn and pretty much gave her stamp of approval since these are the people that everybody considers the leaders of the black church they're giving their stamp of approval to these secular artists and these secular artists are coming in because their careers in the secular market have ended or are you know they're not selling much so they come in and do gospel and i i guess after they do gospel you know they they say that they're not going to give up doing secular so it's like they leave that out there i'm still available like 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 you know uh uh, what's her name? Uh, Kelly Price does a song called As We Lay. It's a whole song about adultery. And Shirley Murdoch is the one who, you know, uh, put that song out first. And she's doing gospel. But then they also do secular on the side. So it's almost like the church world, the, the so-called leaders, which they ain't my leaders, but they somebody's leader because they call them the leaders of the black church, have brought these people in and given them some kind of credibility and made it okay for the secular world to be merged and mixed with the gospel and you're saying that that is a sign that this is the end of gospel music as we know it yeah yeah well god, god gave me a revelation man and um dude i know you know knowing me doc you know we've been knowing each other for a long time that's kind of you know for wonder to say that doc you might stand up and <laughs> but <laughs> Well, man, I'll tell you, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. But God gave me, I saw in a dream, man, what God had written on a piece of paper. He said, the assignment from Satan is, is, is loosened on your life. It said that on a piece of paper. And I had been, I had been praying to God that, that, that the assignment be loosened. He also said that. What Satan has right now, and we did a song like this a couple of years ago called Pseudo Gospel. Mm-hmm. He said that's what Satan got. He said he has the pseudo gospel. He said I wouldn't allow him. I wouldn't allow him to come back in heaven and to praise me after what he did. 
So what? why did you have gospel artists who have been in the system of worshiping? I mean, they've been worshiping the devil. I mean, they've been promoting. They've been out there. You know, we said earlier that the act of worship is, you know, pretty much two parts where, you know, you, there's, there's a verbal praise that comes out. And then the rest is kind of like what you're doing with the ex-ministry. You, you actually worshiping God every day with your lifestyle. You're out there pro- propagating the good news, the gospel, and you're, you're fighting a good fight of faith. So God says, look, these people, number one, shouldn't even be, they shouldn't be even on the stage representing my worship. Number one, there's just certain things you can't do. Right. When Lucifer decided that he would not worship God forever and ever and ever and made the prideful act by turning away, God said, look, there's just certain things you can't do. You're gone. And so at minimum, these people should be, they should be sitting on that old pew on the bench, man, listening and absorbing for a while to get that process of going out. Of, of signing a deal, um, you know, worshiping at us, uh, the devil or the world through, through that propagation of his gospel and then going out and getting, getting, you know, selling the records and then getting paid. They need to be purged of that because that's not what, that's the pseudo gospel, God. That's not the gospel God is going to have on this earth, you know, before he comes back. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know who's going to do it. You know, it could be led by uh, EX Ministries. I don't know if God spoke to you about it, but. Dude, what what they out there doing right now is clearly so far away from the original worship and praise music that God had 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 originally um, wanted for Himself forever and ever. That you know he that that stuff there. I don't even know what to call it anymore. What do you call that? Well, you know, one thing I, I I've always said, and I felt like. You know, even me and Kurt Franklin, years ago, we sat in a church together and uh, we had a conversation. And this was way before he ever got famous or anything. And Kurt told me, he said, you know, man, real music comes from a real relationship with God. And I agreed with him. And he, and he said, you know, well, man, one thing I will never do. He said, I will never promote the world's music in the church. Now, he told me that. Then a couple of years later, he signed the deal with Gospel Centric and he started promoting the world's music in the church by having the world's artists sing on his albums. Then I ran into him again in Columbia, South Carolina in a hotel. And he told me then the merge of hip hop was ineffective and he should have never done it. And he apologized for it on TV. He told all the gospel artists, any of y'all that are merging secular music and gospel or trying to merge hip hop and gospel, please don't do it. It's wrong. It's not from God. Now he's doing hip hop, merging hip hop, secular music and gospel music. He's even got a whole album now with all old secular songs using that music. And now, you know, he's uh, even done an album. A, earth, a tribute to Earth, Wind, and Fire, a tribute to Maurice White and Earth, Wind, and Fire, he's on there doing Dancing in September. So here's my point I'm trying to make. Now, I'm using Kurt as an example because I know him. The point I'm trying to make is these guys have promoted the world so hard. They promoted secular music so much that gospel people now have the luxury and the option to just say why are we listening to gospel anyway if the gospel artists 
are fascinated with the world and promoting it. If the pastors and bishops are bringing the worldly artists in and promoting them, why would we ever buy a gospel CD? Why don't we just go get the original source of entertainment in this world, which is the secular industry, and just listen to and support these secular artists? So then here comes Kelly Price, Patti LaBelle, and all of them on it. Lee Ryan, and Lee Ryan, I want to say, admitted on TBN that he is not a Christian. That's right. So he ain't even saved on that show. That's right. Why would so so now these guys have gotten on there, so why would anybody even want to buy gospel now when they're promoting the gospel and everybody's promoting the secular industry? So I believe that's why this is the end of gospel as we knew it, because right. gospel's no longer necessary. That's right. Hey, hey, look, dude. You know, if it sells real good in the industry, then you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's pseudo gospel. Yeah, man. So, so you, you know, that's that's what's on the the altar before God. I mean, you know, you got this perverted music style and the perverted people, you know, behind it, and they offering that to God. I mean, you know, is that acceptable? You know that you know that's 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 unacceptable. So we know that. You know the gospel music that we that we knew that is gone. Now, I agree 100% with you. Now let me address this Kirk Franklin deal. I was looking on iTunes the other day, and I happened to see this Snoop Dogg album, <laughs> the 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 the, the, the uh, release of Snoop Dogg's album. Mm-hmm. And some told me, look, you just click on that and check out the tracks. So I looked at the tracks, man. At the bottom of the list was Stevie Wonder, and then some told me, say, look. What, what connection does Stevie Wonder have with people in my industry? And the only person that I could think of was Kirk Franklin. Kirk, Kirk's idol is Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. And Doc, the prediction, this time next year, Kirk and Snoop, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we got Eddie Long and Ludacris. Yeah. You know, and so I mean I don't I don't think it's that far away. I mean for him to do dancing in, in September with Earth Wind and Fire, who's admittedly a false God worshiping group who says, you know, Maurice White says his plight was to get black people back to Egypt worshiping the gods of Egypt through his music, dancing to his music. So this guy is a false god worshiper, even though the Bible has cursed Egypt and says that these things are an abomination. Here is Kurt Franklin on that same album with you know a tribute to Maurice White then you know he has and 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 I see it going that way I mean I I'm I, honestly I I don't I don't disagree with you I see it going that way why why not because they can't make money doing straight gospel you know they can't make money just straight worship to God with no secular influences and the reason why is because they have lifted the secular industry up so high that that's what they want to achieve they want to achieve what the secular industry is doing so in order to do that you have to use things from the secular industry that's right and man you know just just to set the record straight god ain't pole man i mean kelly price up on stage talking about you know uh you know i'm you know basically she's in this you know that she so she can be prosperous and and, and the whole nine that she's but you know man god's got enough resources um, throughout this world and throughout the heavenlies, man, that, dude, if you're working for him, you ain't got to sign no deal. I mean, your testimony is, is, is proof of it. You know, I mean, you, you know, the, the thing of it is, man, is that we've got to get the, 
the star mentality out of the eyes of the people. And I don't think the reason why I don't think God is going to raise up somebody like a Dave Hollister to do his true worship or another type of worship that is just for him is because, dude, he didn't been there. I mean, he he still got, he still expects that process. He's still expecting the royalties. Right. If he goes somewhere, he's still expecting a clap. Right. You know, he's still expecting to be lifted up on that stage. Right. And, you know, just like you, I mean, you know, God probably could have never used you if you had signed a deal. Well, that's why he would never, and you were with me in the process when yeah. record companies was bringing us out to Nashville or different places. You were with me and they were trying to get me to sign a record deal or offering me deals and y'all y'all all thought I was crazy cuz I you know when it came time to sign it I say man God told me not to sign it and everybody be like what I had a whole yeah. record company of people artists that were depending on me and they'd be like what you didn't sign it what yeah. what happened you know and I nobody would listen but I kept saying God said don't sign it because there's a greater thing that he's wanting out of this not just us being lifted up as a musician or being famous and here's the saddest part Wendell these people when they're on TBN and have that microphone and are up trying to minister the influence they have is of a minister they have the influence, the influence of the fivefold leader of the ministry that can get up and make or break God, so to speak, in the minds and hearts of people. So when they get up with that kind of authority in a microphone, and that's why I just don't like TBN because TBN is run by a man that's not even in the ministry. Yeah. So you got a man that's not in ministry controlling what is said through ministry. Does that make sense at all? No, it, it, it makes it makes exactly none. I, I, I think I think they're there, man. These people are there, and there, there's no the, the only quote unquote don you have in gospel music. And I heard tonight or, or, or uh, last night uh, where Mr. Bobby Jones is, you know, announces every gospel artist to the world. I think that's kind of that's kind of sick, you know. You know, I, you know, because what it says is that there there's a gatekeeper out there. That is not operating under the spirit of God. A gatekeeper. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, that doesn't understand anything about spirituality. And then on the flip side, you go to the TV arena, and you you have someone, um, you know, leading TBN, who you know, I mean, he just he just trying to get a signal across the country, man. He's trying to get a signal around the world. For- That's his goal: is to get signals into households. And, um, you know, the spiritual aspect behind it, of course, you got to have a means to get in there, but then there's a whole nother, you know, spiritual realm that, um, that I don't think these people are seeing in right now. Right. And, and, and I, I, I think music seems like music has taken the position now where it pushes or boosts your carnal side so that you can get all the things that the secular artists get you know you get the lifestyle of the rich and famous you get the feeling of a celebrity or superstar you get lifted up you get on magazine covers you get on you know tv shows you get all of those things but where is god where is the the spirit of the lord where are where is god being lifted up i mean i don't think artists are are satisfied anymore with serving God, worshiping God and God being pleased. Now there's a part of them that has to be lifted up to that place so that they can feel legitimate. Like, I, I think um, that's like sound like Lucifer died. I mean, you know, you going, you mean you want everything else besides what you're supposed to be doing and still stay in heaven? Hmm. 
I think not. So these people, and I'm not trying to beat the, I'm not going to beat that horse, but I, I think the final thing, man, is that, man, these people have chosen people that have been in the industry, okay, to offer back up to God something that's perverted. And you just can't do that. You just can't do it. Well, what makes it perverted? When I think people see, because people, you know, you can talk about the, you can talk about the usher, the bus driver. You can talk about the old mother at the church. You can talk about anybody. You can talk about the pastor sometimes. But boy, if you begin to talk about musicians. Especially musicians that have exposed their struggle. See, when when a musician exposes his struggle, that's the biggest marketing tool they could ever do. Because now everybody jumps on the defense. So anything they do, if they get caught butt naked in the red light district, they can point back to a song where they confess that they had a problem. And everybody automatically excuses them because they've laid the foundation. So, you know, these musicians now, they're totally untouchable. You can't say nothing because you know they they're in such a high position but what is it that's perverted about what they're singing i mean what what they're doing well it's it's, it's not it's not necessarily it's not necessarily in the lyric content you know as a songwriter you know i know how to write a song and to get certain messages in the song um but i don't think i don't think necessarily there are they are focused on that natural part i, I, I think it's more if you look in in, in the spiritual aspect of worship and you take a look at what real worship is, that, 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 that lifestyle, the expectancy of what you get from God when you worship him with, in spirit and truth. It's not the same expectancy that these people are, are hoping for when they sing. I mean, they, when they get on stage, dude, they 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 to throw down. Dude, and, they, and, and like, even though they may be sad, singing about Jesus and what Jesus did and love and happiness, like, at the end of the day, they want praise. They want them claps. Or they don't feel like they've done their, their work for the day. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're expecting a financial reward from it, which, I mean, everybody, every laborer is due his, you know, is, is, is due his, uh, is due his just. I'm not, I'm not going to go down that path, but they expect the same system that's been used in the in- secular industry to operate in the kingdom of God. And that's not, it's, it's not how it happens. Hmm. Right, so that, so so the whole pervertedness is what they're expecting, and it's kind of like what Jesus said. He said, "Their mouths draw close to me, but their hearts are far yeah. from me." So they don't really have a heart to just worship God. They have no. a heart to worship God, and this is what I'll get back. I'll get praise. I'll be seen. I'll be yeah. known. And you know, I mean, it's it, because it's one thing to me for a person to witness to I, I use this example I was in an elevator with some uh, pretty famous rappers it was some rappers that everybody know and I don't even want to say who they were but they were they were getting ready to get on the elevator with me and a group of people we were getting ready for church I had to speak they were getting ready to get on the elevator and they didn't get on the elevator you know I, I kind of motioned that it wasn't enough room or whatever so the elevator went up and one of the guys in the um you know, one of the guys in the group that was with us that, you know, that brought us to town was like, man, that was your opportunity to minister. You should have let him on the elevator because that was your opportunity. You could have witnessed to him. You know, and I looked at him and I was like, well, when the waiter came up to us while we was eating lunch, 
that was your opportunity to minister to him and you didn't do it when the yeah. when, when the tack when, when the limo driver came up you know and, and and greeted us all that was your opportunity to minister and you didn't when the guy at the checkout counter at the hotel gave us our keys that was your opportunity to minister and you didn't so i have no respect of person you saw celebrities and you automatically thought that oh now this is an opportunity to do something great for god and win a celebrity to christ but god has no respect to person so in god's eyes that person is no more important than when the when the ups guy come to your house and you don't share god with him so what i'm saying is these people have lifted themselves up so high that now you know they see everybody as under them and they have to be on a certain level to even be who they are and that's the, that's from people worshiping them putting them up and giving them what they want so they want God, but they want status, they want fame, they want a position to where they are lifted up high. And that sounds just like Isaiah 14 and 11 and 12 where it talked about Lucifer being lifted up. Him saying he wanted to sit at the sides of the north, which north is the highest point. Then he said he wanted to be like the most high. But we can't, as a people of God, put people in those positions just because they have talent. Yes, yeah, exactly. Thank you're exactly right. I mean, Doc, I don't have any uh need <laughs> to say it at all. <laughs> so so I mean what well let, let me ask you this and this is for people that are listening. You know, I mean where what what do we do now? I mean, I mean, it's it's almost like when you mention gospel music, the first thing people think of is celebrity. What what God has shown me, man, is the thing that we have to do, dude. We got to go back and we got to see what God has created us for. Okay, and number one, everybody that's on stage there was not supposed to be worshiping God in the first place. Okay, so most of these people have gotten thrown in these in, in, in these um, in these roles and positions because they had a voice or because they could play here, this or that. But most of them not supposed to be up there anyway. The other thing is, I really believe, man, that we have to understand what true worship is as a black. We think, man, black people think, dude, that worship and praise is just opening your mouth or playing a piano or playing the drums or playing the guitar. I think that, and I said this on the uh, clip that I sent to you, I think that true worship is the ability for that created thing to perform like God created it. And so, you know, if, if you write a song or if you play a, a key on a piano and it comes out in a different key, you say, what, what did I do wrong? Why didn't it, why didn't it do that? I think we got to get back to understanding, man, what true praise and true worship is. I mean, it's, it's, it's some vocal stuff. It's some, it's some musical stuff. But at the same time, I think God's greatest reward is to see Wendell and G. Craig and, and whoever perform to the specifications by which he created you. And, and, and once, once you, once you can understand that, you know, I, I think all the rest is, is pretty easy to understand. That makes a lot of sense because I, I taught that in one of my DVDs that, mm -hmm. you know, conforming to the image of the one that created you is 
true worship and that that is what you just said conforming to the image of what you were created to be what did he make you he made you in his image and in his likeness so man i think it's powerful and i appreciate you coming on here you know to this to this uh x cast because i hope it'll bless a lot of people and just straighten out in people's minds what really went on on this episode of tbn because we've been getting a flood of emails people just not understanding how this merge could go untouched and unscathed and nobody said anything you know including the bishop that was hosting it he just kind of got away with murder and nobody said anything man so i appreciate you coming man and uh we're going to put your link on your website on this so people can get more information about what you do go ahead I, 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 i thank you man and you know you know and uh i just thank god man for um you know for for allowing me to go through this to the process i've been going through and to get the the knowledge because i was once where you know the pattern of the bell that that kind of mentality mm-hmm. um, I, I, I was there yes you I, were. I was you know <laughs> I, I, I was there and so i made no excuse for it i make no concession for it i don't think it's acceptable i don't think just because of the fact that they don't know how to get out of the mentality that it should be even tolerated I just think that now more than ever that our, our pastors, preachers, and teachers, man, we really got to start talking the spirit and talking true what Jesus is all about and why we're here today. I mean, what, what, what created this whole conflict and struggle? You know, because some being decided that he didn't want to do what God wanted him to do. I mean, that's, that's, that's the issue. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now he sends Jesus and Jesus is our redeemer. And man, I think if we... If, if the preachers and teachers would teach on that and teach that, you know, not only did all this happen, but Christ is coming back and he's going to hold a church accountable and he wants that church to come back to him, then I, I, I think that's that's the spiritual awakening we need. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, that's, that's how I see it. Well, man, I appreciate your words, man. They're powerful. And we'll definitely uh, be talking to you later. And thank everyone that tuned in. We'll be back to you pretty soon with another EXCast podcast. Go visit us again at EXMinistries.com. Thank you, Wendell. Thank you, man.